0: hannah made a vow and said what you give me i will give you what you give me i will give you it's like saying i want it i desire it, but it will be yours it's for you this is the principle this is the principle what god gives us we have to know we have to know that his blessings are for his glory His blessings on our lives are for his glory. Not for our consumption, not for our pleasures, not for our glory, but for his glory. She said, what the child that you give me, I will give him back to you. And once she said that, once our attention, basically our attention, shifted from herself, from our needs, to the needs of the house of God. At this time, the Lord needed men. Why? Eli was already old, didn't know what was going on, and his sons were making a mess a big mess of everybody. They were sleeping with people, you know, in the house of God. They were, I mean, they were terrible. Ophni and Phineas, they were terrible. So the Lord was looking for. His eyes run to and for through throughout the world uh, to show himself mighty on the behalf of anyone's heart that is set on him. So the Lord was looking for a man and Hannah provided or Hannah made a promise to God and said, If you bless me with a male child, I will give him to you. Her desires or her attention shifted from herself to the Lord, to the house of God seeking the house of God, seeking the profit of the house of God, seeking, you know, the, the, the kingdom of God, seeking the needs of God, so to say. God doesn't need anything. God doesn't need anything. But he says, give me as if he needs anything. Huh? Isn't an honor? Isn't it an honor for us you know, to give something to God as if God needs anything? God does not need your money. God does not need your money. Amen. So don't think you're doing God a favor when you give him something. Paul said that in the Philippians that we read. Not because I desire a gift. It's not because, you know, I needed anything. But I desire something to your profit. Something to your account. Because when you give, you are going to be blessed. It is more blessed to give than to receive. I'm only taking it, I'm only receiving it I'm only asking you to do it which I don't want to ask because it is for your profit. It is for your profit. It's for your benefit. If I ask you, it's for your benefit. It's not because of me, Paul is saying. Because left to Paul, he won't ask anybody. As having nothing, but possessing all things. He believed in that. As having nothing, but possessing all things. As poor, but making many rich. Amen. So, Hannah's focus shifted from herself to the Lord. And look at what happened here. In First Samuel chapter 1 verse 17, verses 17 and 18. Look what happened here. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace. And the God of Israel grants your petition which you have asked of him. And she said, Anna said, Let your servant find favor in your sight. So the woman, many So the woman, Hannah, went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. Amen. Isn't that beautiful? Mm. She was fasting, but as soon as she finished prayer, as soon as she shifted her focus from herself to the Lord, now it becomes the business of God. No? It's your business, God? No? As soon as she did that, she went to eat and she was no longer sad. She was no longer troubled. She was no longer anxious. When we focus on ourselves, we are anxious. When we focus on ourselves, we get troubled. Amen? We try to figure it out. We try to do this. We try to do that. But the Lord is saying, seek me. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Why? Because my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Take my own yoke, mm. do my work, do my business. It's light. It's not heavy. It's not burdensome. Serving the Lord is not burdensome. It's for your good. So come to me, all ye that are laboring and are heavily leading, all ye that are troubled. Take my yoke upon you. Love of me. Take my yoke upon you. you no, know, basically take upon yourself my business take upon yourself my troubles take upon yourself my things if you do that it will be light you know you will feel comfort to your soul amen oh this is an overarching principle of divine prosperity success or victory if we don't focus on the lord and focus on ourselves we get troubled we get we get anxious so philippians 4 Verse 6 says to us, Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Don't be worried about anything. About what you're going to eat. About what you're going to drink. About whom you're going to marry, About um, the college you're going to go to. About um, what you're going to do. The job that you're going to have. Don't worry about anything. um, But by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will police a good, garrison your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Amen. When we chase after our own needs and desires, we miss the way. We run into many troubles. Amen. What happens when we don't follow the principle of seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The first thing that we looked at is we become anxious. We become troubled. Another thing is when we don't focus on the Lord, when we chase after our own needs and desires, we miss the way. We run into many troubles. 1 Timothy, Timothy 6, verses 9 and 10. And we read this during the week. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and harmful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil for which some have strayed from the faith. Now, this is, this is not some unbelievers. This is talking about believers. Verse 10. For the love of money is a root of... Of all kinds of evil. Not that money is a root of all evil. Please get it clear. Money is not the root of all evil or all kinds of evil. Is the love of money. The passion for money. yes, The strong desire to be rich. To make it. To be successful. To do this. To do that. The love of money is a root of all kinds of evil for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Jacob is a good example here. Amen. You know Jacob? You remember Jacob? Jacob desired to be the number one. He desired to be richer, better, more powerful than his brother. There you can see all kinds of troubles he fell into. (laughs) He He supplanted his brother, deceived his father. His brother said, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. He was secretly planning to kill him. The mother heard about it and said, you better run for your life. You better get out of here now. Get out of here. Go to my brother. Go to Laban. Go to my brother, your uncle. You know, Jacob had to run for his life. And you see how many things he suffered in the house of Laban. He suffered many things. Laban cheated him 10 times. Amen. Laban made him to walk. Because twice as much. Three times as much. Laban twisted things and uh, you know, deceived him, promised him something. And uh, at the end said, oh, by the way, there is a clause to that, you know. Uh, sorry, I didn't tell you at the beginning. You now, I should have told you, but I'm sorry I didn't tell you. You know, it's not right to give, you know, the younger, you know, in marriage. So the one you love cannot really be given to you now, you know. Sorry about that. Uh, you will have to take this one. You have to take the older sister. Sorry. Uh, please, sorry. Amen. And uh, he had to do that because he loved the younger one. Um, so what did he do? He had to serve another seven years. Of course, many, many other troubles that befell him. Because he wanted to be rich. He wanted to be better than his brother. He wanted to be number one, to have supremacy over his brother. And he fell into many sorrows, temptation, and a sneer. Foolish and harmful lust. Oh, may the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Revelations for a trusting walk with the Lord. Revelations for a trusting walk with the Lord. Let's uh, you know quickly look at um, one of our, our texts, Philippians 4. Amen. Hallelujah. There's so much, so much. Sure that uh, those of you who were on the phone during the prayer, we fasting uh, daily prayers that we did. You, we agree with me that. There is a whole lot, a whole lot that we we looked into, a whole lot that we used to pray. Philippians 4, hallelujah. Look at verse 10, Philippians 4, verse 10. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, that now at last your care for me has flourished again. Though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Now that I speak in regard to need, For I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry. Both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If You are able, by the grace of God, to reach such a balance. If you are able to be in a balanced situation like this in your life, you are blessed. You are blessed. It means nothing perturbs you. Nothing troubles you. Hunger doesn't trouble you. Amen? Lack doesn't trouble you. Whatever it is doesn't trouble you. Paul says... Whether it is mega means, mega means or mega means, whether it is little or abundance, no problem. I can handle little and I can handle much. Many of us, God will not give us much because he knows we can't handle them. (laughs) We We can't handle it.